Welcome to episode 176 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome on to episode 176 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Very good, and you? You a bit cold, mate? I am in your room, not, yeah, not outside. The studios. Not in the studios. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful day. My room's freezing, isn't it? Spring is a good thing in Christchurch. Uh, the blossoms. I was running around Heavily Park the other day. The blossoms were out. It was a beautiful moment, John. Sure it was. I am in talk. Oh, I am talk. It's been a while since I've done that. It's proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com. Enter I am talk at discount. I mean, at checkout, you get 20% off. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. And tribeyes.com. Check out their great specials. I just took that off our website. Nice. That might work. Again, this week's show is what we've got coming up, John. It's a bit of a standard show. We've got a bit of news. We've got an age group of the week. We've got a high five on older athletes starting to triathlon. Yep. Nice. And we've got website of the week, and there's a bit of a coach's corner in there. Is there? Well, you've got a title for it. We do the show notes, mate. You should know. Coach's corner. Yeah, there's nothing Slash. Oh, okay. Questions and answers. Got to delete it. Okay. Well, there you go. So, news. Brought to you by X-Try. Go on there. Check out the last news, reviews, interviews with the pros, and just your daily updates on what's happening in triathlon. No. So, results. No, Iron Distance Race. No, Iron Man races at the weekend, but a no. few Iron Distance races. We had the Canadian 226, which I think is. Yep. Uh, no, it's not that one, but we're good. We'll do, how about we do the Clone 226? We'll start with C. I saw a C. Clone 226 in Germany. And uh, as always, in Germany, you're going to get guys doing pretty fast times. Guys we haven't really heard of, but still. Hey, Luke Dragster. Luke Dragster, third place. Yep. 8.49, second place, and 8.39, Sebastian Kiffner. And first place, Joseph Spindler in 8.38. And girls' side of things? Julia Bond in third, 10.16. 10.13 for second, Simone Robling. And first in 9.55, BT Gotts. And also they had a half distance there. Christine Weitz, the girl I stayed with in Germany, third oh, place. Nice. Great, great timing for a half Ironman race uh, pre-Kona. You know, good timing. You still had a hard hit out. Yep. And she, Bum muscle just back it up, John. Back it up. Are you okay? That is the Cologne two two six from the weekend. We also had the Canadian uh, over in. What do we have there? Iron distance for triathlon results. Maybe the the Canadian. Oh, I don't know. Can you keep talking, John? I'm going to find it. Set the no. Here we go. And Raymond. Plymouth, the Plymouth Rock Triathlon. Jeez, we've we done, done well. We were both doing well here. Yeah. First place, we had a 9.33, Raymond Botto. Oh, okay, yep. Second, okay. 9.58, Dave Souza. And third, Jerry Dutzinger. And, and girl side of things, Megan Wiseman took it out. Nice work, Megan, 11.01. And then Kendall Connor-Tree. And then Deborah Batagilia. Beautiful. Okay, do we have any other races? We did. We had the Canadian somewhere over here. Yep. No, that's the Polish one. Well, we also had in Poland. So <laughs> my, my man in Jasek, me man Jasek in Poland, sent over the results from uh, an iron distance race in Poland. So oh. there was only about 50 finishes, but um, whilst we would probably think that's pretty small, he said there's probably only about 50 people in Poland that have actually ever started. So the whole country of triathletes turned up well, and they, did the race. They didn't, but he said so it's a really big improvement. So... These names were going to completely balls up, so I'm just going to say Marcin Koznenzi from the House of Skulls Club. Skills. House of Skulls. Okay. <laughs> took it out in 10 from uh, Jacek Gardiner, that's easier, 10-10, and Andrzej Kostka in 10-19. First female, that one's pretty tricky to say, is Prismik. Yeah. Prismic finished first. <laughs> I'm going to try and find the Canadian race. And, uh, sh- yeah, he said it was a terrible, terrible day. The guy who won the 10.08 and previously he'd done 9.33, I think. At oh, really? So it was a pretty hard race. Mm, pretty hard Okay, day. here we go. The Canadian results. Go down here. Full, full triathlon. Looks like they had a busy day there. An aquathon of sprint distance. Like 15 distance. different races, didn't they? Yeah. So first place there was Jean-Pierre Ducouvier. Oh, that's a great name. And... 10.30. Yep. First female. Get up there. 
Doreen Clayton. I reckon it's probably the best podcasting we've ever done, John. I'm just <laughs> sensational. Do we have any other races of note? No, not really. Let's talk about what's coming up this fall. We did actually, Bevan. Come Here we on. go. Here we've, we go. We've, you've been busted for this before. Try Austria. Try Austria, the International Austrian Triathlon. Yep. Thousand athletes into John. Churned up the lake and 3.8k swim on the race morning. Nice. Yep. In the female race, Austrian Bettina Zalina was the adventure winner. Over second place in fellow countrymen. Constance Mocha with Christine Lapinova from Slovakia in third place. Beautiful. On the Pretty guys' bad. side of things, yep. uh, race winner Andreas Furtz, 8.53. Nice work. Do you know what I like about what you did then? You did the <laughs> at the end. That was gold, mate. I love that. Oh, okay, now races now. Let's talk about what's happening next. We've got this weekend, we've got the Ironman Wisconsin, which has got an, an okay feel. You're just you're jumping all over. Well, that's okay, that's okay, we'll roll with this. Are you this. happy with this? Well, let's have a look. What no, else did no, you have? no, let's go with this. Oh, okay, we'll do that next. Let's go. We normally this. go next races, don't we? I'm sticking to the formula. You've changed the notes. I know. You haven't done your piece. Well, I did. So, here we go. Number Chris one, McDonald. Number one, see Chris McDonald. He is not doing the double up this year. So, mm. last year he did the double up. This year he's not doing the double up. How did he do the double up last year? I can't remember. He, he won got, one of them. He won this one. And he got uh, he set a race record. And the la- the one the previous week he, he bombed out a little bit. I think it was at Louisville. Yeah. So, maybe it was two weeks apart. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how he goes this year. You haven't really heard too much of him of late. So, Probably just been training around, training Rain around. Tissing? Rain out Tissing? Yeah, I'd, I'd say Chris will probably take him on days. If he can race with his potential, he's so strong on the bike. Big man? The big man, the glove man. He won't win it, but he'll be he'll be up there. Maximum Longry uh, is probably one to watch. He can sometimes come through with an amazing run split. So Justin Deere? If he's, uh, if he's up there, he'll be close. And that's about it, I reckon. Justin Deere? He won't. He won't. Uh, he won't. He won't take Macca. Mac will take it. You're giving it to Macca. Yeah. You shouldn't even turn up. Just get the prize money. That's what I reckon. Girl side of things are a little bit disappointing. I was looking at the field. Massive. Massive. <laughs> We've really got what, what ten athletes. I think probably what the interesting thing is going to be 12, is to 30. see how um, Gina Ferguson comes back. You know, when she had the news about her um, dicky heart, yeah, uh, she looked like she was like going to give up and not do anything ever again. Mm. And uh, oh, did she for a while? Did she? Uh, well, I, I, I don't know how long it lasted, but when she initially found out about it, it was all through the press and so on, and she didn't know what she was going to do. Um, I don't really see much of her around Christchurch. She's a bit of a lone warrior when it comes to her training. Yeah. Apparently, she's been over on the Gold Coast doing a bit of a stint over there, uh, over around sort of maybe Noosa. So she should absolutely cream them if she's um, races to her normal potential. Got to ask the questioner if she does this and then she's going to go on to Kona. Yeah, you kind of wonder why she's doing this so close to Kona. Well, I think she came back from Rote so disillusioned. She had one bad race. She thought her life was was over. It's um, over. And uh, she needs something to get her confidence up. You know, if, she, if you go into Kona with with lacking confidence, you're probably going to really struggle. So I guess she's uh, that's why she's doing this. So I think she should just totally uh, run away with it. And then you're probably going to have somebody like um, Hillary. Hillary, Hillary there or thereabouts. Yep. Okay, well, there you go. That's Good luck to everybody who's racing Wisconsin. Racing this weekend, John. Not mm-hmm. just Wisconsin, but what else is a bit of news we've got here, gone? John, we've also got the Esprit in Montreal, Quebec, and Canada. So every year this happens. They have two iron distance races but in, in consecutive weekends, and they have Ironman Canada, like maybe even the weekend before that. So pretty busy, um, but I guess Canada's a big country, so they can afford to do that. <laughs> Andy Potts has a crash in the Chicago Chicago. Triathlon. This sounds reasonably serious. Oh, really? Yeah, like I was going to say, there's lots of crashes. Yeah, but he. Um, the problem with this this race is they have it's the biggest. Uh, or they claim, and I think they're right. It's the biggest triathlon in the world. Yeah, and they've got so biggest as in number of competitors. Yep. Okay. And it sounded like he crashed into a competitor when he was passing them because it was maybe a multi lap course or, or whatever. And uh, it sounded like he was reasonably knocked up. So hopefully it doesn't have too much of an impact for his uh, kind of performance. Mm-hmm, it's not good. Okay, well, Roland Allen, the, the transition man. Transition from, man, yeah, Oakley? Yeah, well, no, no the, the, lenses, lenses. the lenses, yeah. But they do do Oakley glasses. Sent us through an email about a new race coming up called the TriStar 222. So it's a 2K swim, a 200K bike, and a 20K run for a total distance of 222Ks. Basically, what they're doing is some guy said, "I don't know, he's got his name here." It's, uh, it's, it's tri- the TriStar. They've actually just announced another race in Germany as well. Um, so they're, they're really what they're doing is coming up with different, different ways, dis- yeah, different distances. Well, they've got the the eleven point one, the thirty three point three, the fifty five point five, the one hundred eleven, the two two two, the two hundred. 
and 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 it, it's not following your standard triathlon format. You know, some of them might be swim bike runs, some of them might be bike swim runs, some might be bike run swim. And for, for example, on the two two two, you're allowed to draft on the bike, mm. which really makes it an interesting race. Really, you've got to be able to swim then, don't you? You do, yeah. But then then you look at some of their other distances, and you're doing like a hundred k bike and a and a one k one k swim, and so then you can probably and a ten k run, and you can blag probably blag your way through that. So. I, I like that. You know, for someone like me, where, you know, like if I was racing something like that with you, you'd probably still get a hit with me in the swim, but not stupidly. Yeah, I know, you know, and so it'd be, yeah, it kind of it makes it a bit more interesting. If you look at the whole series of events, they kind of mix and match it a little bit so that if you're, you know, like for someone like me, you're probably more competitive in a race like that than what you would in an Olympic sized triathlon. And yeah, yeah, and I think flies in your room yeah. um, in the studios I should say <laughs> um, really I think they're, they're trying to actually go after a slightly different market not your traditional triathlon market they're trying to maybe appeal to sort of a bit, a bit more like what they have in New Zealand with the multi-sports side of things where you're in it together a little bit more you know you start off the bike ride and it's not absolutely helpful either and maybe slightly more social slightly more team racing yep. um, so it'll be really interesting to see how it goes I don't know if the sport's big enough to to cope with this sort of new thing, yes. Um, uh, but the thing is, if you look at most areas anywhere in life, if you've got a business that's really well done, it's often someone who does... Did you get it? Don't know. No, you missed it. No, no there it is. Wax on, Ben. Wax got on. Got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, um, so, <laughs> but the thought... I can't remember what I was going to say. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. The, if you look at like business or, or other areas, it's often when they're diverse in a way that's kind of totally different to the norm. Mm-hmm. Like people try to do Ironman, and sure, Challenge is doing a good job of it, but... You know, Ironman's pretty much got it wrapped up, mm. and all these smaller races, you know, they, they make it work, but it's never going to be a competitor to the Ironman, whereas if you do something like this, it's just totally different, and for the athlete who's done a lot of racing over the years, this could be appealing. Yeah, they're going to start to look for new challenges, yeah. and, 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 I, and I'm kind of at that stage as well, where I might start looking for different things, because if you reach, well, you kind of reach your potential with, say, Ironman the racing, time do, yeah. time and you think, for me to take that next step, I'm really going to have to up the training significantly more. Yeah, which is not possible in your last time. Yeah, might not be possible. Um, and so I, I'd really like maybe looking at the um, the one they do in the States, the Triple T, things like that. Yeah. That, that really appeals to me. It's one of the downfalls of our sport right now, isn't it? It's become so narrow. Mm. You know, you've really got your Olympic. You can do some short stuff, but really your Olympics, halves, and Ironman. Mm. You know, it's just something like this. Like, I actually hope it does do well because it's kind of nice to think that you could have these types of events in your local community. And they look like they're, they're well organised. They've got good bunch of um, people behind them, good advisors. There's quite a few pros that are sort of involved in there. With yeah, the is it American based? I don't know where no, it's based. It's based out of Europe, and the guys that are organising it, uh, well, one of them is um, uh, from Triangle Events, which used to, uh, I'd imagine, up to now has organised France, Ironman France, South Africa, okay. and Great. one other. Um, and I guess they're probably going to get booted out when, when Ironman start taking over all the races, so they're probably looking for something different. Diversifying a little bit. It's good. I like it. Okay, so we also got another email through from lowrider Richard Marlowe. Nice work, Richard. Uh, now, Ironman Switzerland was meant to be done on... Has he got the actual dates? Okay, we've actually got the weekends. But they've moved the Ironman Switzerland one weekend forward in the 2010 race. So let's say for... I think it was 1st of August, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, for, and so it must have been the end of July. Yeah, they changed the dates anyway. By one week. And in doing that... So they've only done this work in the last couple of weeks, haven't they? Yep. And in doing this, they're basically only offering competitors a 75% refund for their money and... Basically, it's a bit of a bit of a hair, isn't it? Well, no, I think it's. I actually had a quick look at the article, and it's. It's. They've got a few reasons on there for um for the date changes, which sounds reasonable. You know, there's the festival on. They've also got the some football on, so you can understand why they're moving it. What seems unreasonable is if you move something. You can't say, oh, we're going to keep your money and only give you seventy five percent back if you can't if you've already booked things. So yeah. bad business. Well, it's bad business as well because, you know, when you book an Ironman, you don't just book the bloody race. You book your accommodation, you book mm. all those things. And sure, you can often change those, but there's not many fees associated with doing that. Mm. And uh, you kind of wonder, surely they knew about the soccer and surely they knew about this event when they were planning the event originally. Mm. So it's kind of their bad. And to think oh, that... Don't say that. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> you did it on purpose, didn't you? It's their fault. It's their fault. <laughs> It's not their bad. It's their bad job, but hey, just, just, just accept it. Again. I, I did a, um, a conflict resolution course yesterday. Oh. So I'm just going to take a few deep breaths. Good, John. Good, good. Because I think you've needed that for a while. My heart rate Because last week you didn't do your rent. I know, I forgot. Okay, maybe we'll do that in a minute. But anyway, 
you think that if, if anyone's got to pay the price of their mistake, it shouldn't be the punters, should totally. it? Totally. You know? and, and granted, they've given people like almost a year. Yep, yep. So, a, the, the, you know, they'll sort that out. But uh, Richard Lowrider Marlowe's point was um, teachers, are, it's, it sort of clashes now with school holidays, so they, a lot of the teachers have oh, been going, can't true. go. Conspiracy, and, and conspiracy theorists might suggest that the new Ironman distance race in Germany is on the same weekend as the original Switzerland might be the reason, but that's just a conspiracy theory. Hey and hey. Anyway, bad business. They should uh, give 100% refund if you can't uh, it's, it's get on the race. Uh, so, so, Hold on, I've got some other news here, Bevan. Oh, oh he's got more news. See, he brings us in his own notes to make me look bad. Yep. Says so having done my peas. Powerman, uh, Powerman was on at the weekend. Powerman Zoffingen Triathlon, which is... Uh, Got a great race with a huge history behind it. Usher got eighth, didn't he? Usher got eighth, yeah. um, which was... He was leading for a while. Yeah, so it sounded like he had a pretty crappy day, but the great... Uh, Do you know what people found funny? Was that he had a big Subway aero helmet. Oh, really? Yeah, which I found kind of funny because in New Zealand, Subway's actually great at supporting athletes, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the biggest sponsors of local athletes. Yeah. Anyway, he got eighth. Um, <clears throat> Yori Van Stallant took it out. He's a brother of the great... Why don't I get this on my notes, John? Because I did it before I came because I thought we were a bit thin on news. Uh, anyway, um, interesting to see triathletes taking them on, taking on the duathletes. Back in the good old days, Mark Allen used to go over there and all the triathletes used to take on because it used to be huge money. It used to be the biggest payout in the sport. And, and back in those days, the triathletes won it? Uh, Mark Allen used to win okay. it, but there's a few duathletes that would be right up there. It'd be yeah. a bit of, it'd be, it was a really good clash. Challenge Wanaka, they've just closed, they were not closed, they've uh, finished their second early bird special. After five <laughs> can, can news, mate. I haven't got a huge amount of content in here today, Devin. So they're up to 500. Just, just stop spraying on the... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I spat away my screen. <laughs> also, um, this weekend is the World Triathlon Champs Short Course. If you want to watch that, go to triathlon.org. They have really good, they have really good live Okay, your mission, John, because you're going to watch it, aren't you? Yep. Your mission is to yep. try to get on the TV coverage. With an IM Talk sign. I'm not taking a bloody sign with me. Oh, just get it ready to go to the supermarket and get a cardboard box. <coughs> well, IM Talk and stand by the finish line. So I'll see what I can do. Okay. I'll You're not going to try, are you? Oh, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Maybe I'll wear my... No, I won't. Yeah, I'll see what well, I can One do. thing I'm thinking we're going to do, because I've bought this new little camera, and it does really good camera, video camera, mm-hmm. for YouTube clips. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking we could do some YouTube clips for Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Like our journey over and stuff. Yep. Yep. So it's good to Me find. hitting off in the morning for my 180k ride and you just... Uh, <laughs> Me working. Doing, you, you, you doing all the interviews. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to this training. We get enough news. <laughs> oh, you're sick of the news now. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've, 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 one thing we are going to be doing when we're in Kona is endurance points travel is actually we're going to be staying with that crew. So the King Clark group that we had an interview with Clint about three months ago now. Yeah. About what he does and... We're going to be staying with them, so we'll be able to give you lots of feedback on what they do. But from what we hear from the people who have used them in the past, they really put on a really great experience and really get packages. And sometimes they even have entries available for certain races. And basically, coming up soon, I've still got some slots open for some of these events. It's a big thing. If, if, you, if you really want to get into an event that's full up, these guys will get you in there. Yeah. Um, so, especially, we've got, can't get to Hawaii, obviously, but if you go to Hawaii and you still haven't booked up, um, come and stay with the boys. Especially, and, uh, especially, yeah, yeah, you get to hang up with the boys too, yeah, won't you? Yeah. Oh, and they'll sell out straight away now, John. So, um, and they've also got uh, slots available for Arizona for any of you looking for a late season race. So, Get on to there. We've got a link on our website. Florida. Is Florida being here? No, Florida's later on. No. Arizona and Cozumel. And they've also got entries for the Arizona as well. So, so endurancesporttravel.com or just go to imtalk.me and we'll have a link through. There's a link to on the right-hand side of our page. The other thing with it is that they really do think of the athlete. like They have their own bike mechanics and you can kind of pay for the level of service you want. So they kind of have a tick box and you can say, okay, well, I want my bike to be set up and I want the mechanic to go over it. Or if you're a right bike geek, you may not want that. And so you can really accommodate the package to what you need from them. And, you know, and again, the feedback we've had has been brilliant. Or you just go a combination and... That's it. Or you can do whatever you want, yeah, really. Yeah, so that's endurance, travel, sports, travel. They often cover most meals except for lunch, don't they? Yeah. So get on it. Get on it, John. Okay, discussion of the week. Last week we had the best discussion ever. It was the best discussion ever because <laughs> I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you look at my list. Yeah, it's, it's Save weak. yourself. It's Save yourself. So I know you're excited. Okay, you just give me your first one. Righty-ho. Okay, this, wait a second. The discussion was, what's the best non-swim bike run thing you have ever done to improve your race performance? Who'd you go with? Ben Greenfield. Okay. I did a blood, urine, saliva test for hormones, vitamins, minerals, etc., even though I eat healthy, get lots of sun, take multivitamins, and I'm never sick. To my surprise, I find that, found out I was deficient in vitamin D, testosterone, mm. and two essential amino acids. Um, I had too much calcium relative to magnesium. 
and I should have been eating a higher protein diet. I'm supplementing now and the, di the difference is huge. Can't wait to take on the road in Kona. Kona in 2010 with my new body. Interesting. Oh, it is interesting, isn't it? Have you done anything with that? I have not. No, but it's probably some, you know, like... Some merit in it. I yeah. mean, there's definitely... Um, blood we'll find that kind of stuff out. Blood tests is the, the probably low level of this, just making sure your own and things like that yeah. is uh, uh, sufficient, but um, this is taking it to a new level. Vegan, good old full force vegan. Basically, you're saying the best thing he ever done was actually get into a routine, especially around sleeping. That way he was able to do more. So, and that's a big thing, isn't it? Because often when you do Ironman, life becomes a lot busier because training's going to increase. And so if you don't have a good routine, other areas of your life start to fall apart and it creates a lot of stress. And then, you know, you can't sleep when you're stressed, can you? Because you don't let things go. And so if you can be more organized in your life, then you can train better and then you can also be more productive in the other areas. So you get the sleep doctor on this. So we, I meant to get him on ages ago. It's a sleep doctor. He's supposed to be very, very good. I heard people talking about What's his name? yesterday. Alex... And it, Barker, it maybe? It yeah, yeah, no, he emailed me about ages ago. I just didn't get off my ass to organise oh, it. Come on, John. Next one, Patrick Cusack. He's got a nickname. What's his, has he got his nickname up there? No, Patrick. I know you've got a nickname, but I've forgotten it. Core exercises every day. I've become a much better runner as a result. Core exercises are tough because you don't see that instant. No, um, you know, six-pack ads. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's toughy, but it's the best thing you've been doing. Two or three times a week is probably the minimum, but if Patrick's done it every day, makes a difference, means you don't fall apart so much when you're running and when you're biking. Oh, good old James Botel. has a great non-PC version, John, is going tantric in the bedroom. <laughs> really help me focus on going loony, just like on the bike. You can find a good rhythm, focus on heart rate zones, control your breathing and get in the zone. It's the one activity where being explosive has a place. <laughs> right, right, next one. Ryan Barnett, by far the best thing I've done non-swim bike run is to make sure I spend some quality training sessions with my wife during the big build-up periods leading to an Ironman. Oh, nice. During training for my first race, I was so fatigued that I let the need for my rest overrun my desire for things only married couples should do. I think that pent-up frustration caused some strife in terms of a, phys of a physical relationship. You, you can get out there for a bike for six hours, but you can't spend 30, 30 minutes riding me. This is all about sex. <laughs> I don't think I read this correctly. <laughs> Back it up. No, no matter how tired, chafed, sore, or hungry I feel, when she gives me some of those eyes, I perform like a true professional. She doesn't mind me leaving compression socks on if it was a hard day, running day. How does this help my training? As long as she is happy, she encourages me to get out there and hammer it. Nice. As, and a, her. as a result, I just qualified for Hawaii at Ironman Louisville, finishing third in my age group. Great time. 37. Nice work. Yeah, love this work. Well, good old, good old James and, and Ryan could do some notes together. Okay, well, I'm going to go a bit more low key. Antonia Nolan, Noonan, Noonan, uh, lifting weights and doing yoga. Yoga helps, of course, strength, flexibility, and man, it sure helps with the tricks of the mind can play with you on the run. A couple of other quick ones. Desiree Cowie saying yoga, uh, Pilates, and vitamin D supplements. And uh, Rob, Rob Quantrell uh, saying lose weight. Well, we're going to talk about these ones as well then. How do you say the name? Adding some more serious strength into my training. Lena Bomentarana. Uh, my coach talking me into doing some CrossFit this season. Nice. nice. And Patrick Kosick. Have we done his? Done his. Um, have we done Simon? No. Changed his diet. And Andrew, lifting weights and putting on a bit of weight or muscle as he was too skinny. So it's lots of nookie. <laughs> Not tantric nookie. Bit, bit of core and weights work. <laughs> Checking out, your, making sure your diet's on. A bit of blood. Bit of uh, getting your um, blood, urine, saliva test done. Yep. And that's and pretty much it. What about you, John? More nookie. More nookie. You've got kids, so you've obviously been doing something. <laughs> um, my, probably my biggest thing is doing yoga. And uh, something I've got to become lazy with of late. Well, you should get into it. I've been doing it all the time. Yeah, I've been trying to put it in, but uh, that makes the biggest difference to me. For when I get off my ass and do yoga, it makes a big difference in my training and with my recovery. I have to actually go on Fagan's path. You know, for me, I wasn't a hugely unorganized person, but definitely I, I became more organized over the years through some reading I've done and just kind of getting those practices into my life. And I know that my last kind of period as an Ironman that I definitely was a lot more organized in my life and that made me a lot more effective in my training because just carry on I'm just writing yeah you're not listening are you <laughs> he's got a rant he's running a rant down yeah but you know being more organized in my life it made me more effective in my training because I wasn't worried about all the things in my life when I was out training I was just there to do it and you know I, I put a place in my training to do that training and I just found that organization made me a much better athlete so be organized that's the next one so this week because John's week 
It was a bit poor, John. It was a bit poor. It was good. We got some answers. Was, come on, we're not talking about sex. You know they lost focus. But anyway, this week I want to hear your hardest, hardcore, hardcore training day you have ever done. Come on, you know you want to put yours. What's yours? See, I can't see his face now. He turned around in an instant. Don't think. I'll think about that one. Because you could go long bike days, but I've done harder days than long. Oh, yeah. I've done a 300k bike day, and that was not the hardest day. No, because long bike days, long biking is hard, but it's not, Mm. you know. I did a day once, here we go. I did a day once where I was teaching group fit. I got up at five in the morning, a two and a half hour run, Mm. bike to Ferrymead, that's about a 20 minute bike ride, taught an RPM class, a spin class. Bike to the pool, swam for an hour, biked home, had to sleep, bike back to the gym to another hour and a half class. Mm-hmm. I screwed it. Well, that can't day. be hard to say because you really No, that was, just, that was an average day. That was just a warm-up. <laughs> that, was the, that was the day before my hardest yeah. day. Righty-ho. Oh, jeez, I'm hardcore. Do you want to put some music on? Yeah. Oh, we'll be all right. We've got plenty of time. Here we go. We'll see. What's the easiest day we've ever done? <laughs> Here we go. Trooper of the Week and good old Penny Cousin Cummings. Kiwi in London. Kiwi in London, Kiwi in London, and she's in London and she's met a guy called Nick Henningson. Henningtons? Kensington. Oh god, I'm hopeless, aren't I? Maybe if you made it bigger. Yeah, that, that probably was the problem. I might make it bigger, John. And the reason she nominated him was to be the age group of the week, known for always pushing the boundaries. He did three world champions and three weekends in Hawaii in 2005, ITU, age group, Kona, and next year. Do you wish you'd done that? No. I think that would have been a cool thing to do. I know you would have pretty much had to have one key race and just to complete yeah. the others, but it would have been There was quite cool. a few people that did um, ITU and Kona. Yeah, and next year. Yeah. Didn't Daniel McDonald do them all? Oh, okay. Uh, has just completed two Ironmans in two consecutive weekends. Not only did he come complete in Ironman Austria and do a 10-minute PB of 9.25, he then went to roast the, roast the following weekend and smashed everyone's doubt by pulling off a 9.06, a new 20-minute PB, which was only just been in the weekend before. Um, he has trained amazingly hard after a rocky start to the year and is reaping the rewards of pure, unadulterated Ironman passion and determination. He now has his eyes firmly set on Kona and being the fastest Kiwi age group so he's Kiwi himself. Mm-hmm. Kona will be his fourth Ironman in the year. By the end of 2009, he will complete five Ironman China, Austria, Road, Kona and Mexico. This legend has to be the age group of the week, month and year of 2009. That's a bloody so good effort, push, isn't it? It's pushing it right out there to do a 20 minute PB at Road. I mean, Road, yep, it's fast. But Austria's fast as yeah, well, isn't it? Was say. Yeah, it's not that much faster than Austria. Yeah. So to go 20 minutes quicker the week after, very, very solid. The 906 is pretty outstanding. Well, to be time. a 10 minute PB in Austria as well. Mm. So to, to beat your PB, you'd be pretty stoked with that. And maybe you'd be thinking to yourself, well, let's just get through next weekend and see what happens. To pull off a 206, I mean a 906, and the weekend afterwards, that's pretty phenomenal. Interesting. See how fatigued he is after doing China, Austria, Rote, and then on to Kona. I think he's well, he's got a bit enough time down. Yeah, he's going to have a bit of a battle on his hands, I think, with Craig Kirkwood, who's a Kiwi guy heading over there to be fastest age group, fastest Kiwi. What do you reckon he has to be to be the fastest Kiwi age group at what kind of time? Uh, I think about that nine-hour mark, I think, this year. Normally, it's probably quite a bit slower than that, but I'd say Craig won his age group in um, Taupo, and I'd say he'll probably go. What are you doing Taupo? I don't know exactly, but it's a low nine. Okay. Low nine. You should go. You won't be there. Put it on your bike. You can be an age group. Late minute, last minute qualifying. Just into that lottery thing you'll get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pay my way in. Anyway, oh. it's an outstanding effort. So Nick Kensington. You are our... Age Grouper of the week. week. Love your work. Okay, what have we got? One, two, three, four. High five. And from your good mate, Annette Lee, your biking buddy. She was devastated she didn't meet you down here, Bevan. I'm, I'm telling I you. I was too, actually. Where was I? I was in Australia, wasn't yeah, I? Yeah, in the beautiful weather of Australia. Yeah, I was putting uh, shrimp on the barbie. It was beautiful. Don't actually like shrimps. Joe's and shrimps. Being new to triathlon later in life. Okay. Point number one. You can go for this one, John. Take no notice of John and Bevan's <laughs> ageist comments because secretly they're hanging on every word because they know you've seen it and done it all before. That's very true. This applies to many younger athletes if you speak to them. They're in awe of you. Oh, really? Apparently so. That's what, that's what that, she says. Yeah. This is the law according to a neck. <laughs> <laughs> I can be proud of the fact that you're 40, 50, 60, 70, something, and not only competing, but look pretty bloody good for your age. And that is true, isn't it? That's right. I have, no, I'm, 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 I'm staying out of this today. I'm not going to get myself in trouble. 
Number three, be realistic. Be realistic about what you can achieve. Yeah, and be proud of every achievement, however big or small. It's interesting. I've talked to Melina about this. You know, Melina's gone from being the best in the world in his time, you know, to really being one of the big names in the sports. You know, obviously being a little bit older and um, talking to him about how do you accept that. And he said at first it took him a while to, you know, just to let go of the fact that he was no longer that guy. But he said you look for different challenges within it, and that was a really good way to focus about it. Okay, remember your joints are new to the sport and not clapped out like some athlete who has been doing it forever and ever. So basically, you know, give yourself a Yeah, don't a break. compare yourself to, say, runners who may have been running for 40 years and they've got buggered knees yeah. and stuff and can't run. You know, you're, you know, you've got to be careful about building your way into it. But um, If anything, it's the strength when you're older. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number five, utilise the mental strength that comes with age to your advantage. After all, you've got nothing to lose. Do you get mentally stronger off age or do you give up? We don't necessarily know the answer. No, because, to well, because <laughs> ideally you should be priming in by, by probably about 60 when you're mentally out, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it works that way. Yeah, well, neither do I. <laughs> but I just find it interesting because society seems to put a lot of value on what young people do. Yeah. You know, when you look at culture, most, you know, like music and, you know, a lot of societies, it's not always the case, but a lot of it's based on what young people are doing, the young and innovative people. But ideally, the best music should be produced by people probably in their 50s and 60s, mm. maybe, because they're maybe more skillful. I don't know, it's an interesting list. Don't get me started. And six, because it appears you always have to have a six high five. Never let anyone tell you you're too old to do anything, and I totally agree with that, Nick. main thing here is, I mean, it is about being new to triathlon. Always set your goals based on your, part, you know, your performances and don't worry too much about what other people are doing. Sure, yeah. you know, you need, to, you need to get competitive and stuff and, and use that as a, as a driving force, but... You've always, you know, it's providing you're improving and uh, you're beating your times. That's what you've got to be most worried about. And uh, if you keep doing that, you will keep moving up in the rankings. And if you are new to the sport and, um, you know, you're getting older, sure, age is slowly going to chip away and make you a little bit slower. But if you're new to the sport, so you're going to eh? yeah. be speeding up quicker yeah. than, the, than the age is, is slowing you down. So um, One thing I would recommend as well is to make sure you have some strength training in your program. Totally. Yeah. I think pretty, pretty much it's pretty strong consensus amongst all coaches, I mean, um, once you hit 40, um, from there on in, you might be doing some stuff. Not necessarily the weight room. You just need to be doing some sort of strength work, and you can easily do that through core conditioning and and weight-based exercises, um, body weight-based exercises at home, but it's pretty strong consensus. Did you see my tubes out there? I've been doing some body weight stuff today. I saw that. I I thought you just had lots of punches. No, no. I don't don't ride nowadays. (laughs) You don't get punches. Okay, uh, what do we got here? I'm going to put some music on. Here we go. Website of the week and good old Stuart Millen sent through this one and he's basically Websites of the week. Oh mate, this guy's a legend. Well first of all he actually went into Pyrenees multi-sport, he arranged a trip with twelve other guys solely on our recommendation. Nice. And that's uh, so much uh, he trusts our advice and I like that. It was a fantastic. Ian and Julie are a great host and have so much local knowledge of cycling in the area. I would recommend to anyone to get out there and do that. It's a good idea actually, eh? Because well, you, you know, like if you've got a bunch of mates and you want to do a training camp, going to somewhere like Pyrenees Multisport, they just do it all for you. Well, and the good thing is, if you a lot of the European Ironmans are, are July, July time, so June, July, um, and, if, and, and the best riding in France is typically going to be in, in August. Um, yep. So if you've done your Ironman for the year and you're looking for something to sort of drag out the rest of your summer, you know, go do a bike tour, go, maybe go do a raid, which is going from one end of the Pyrenees to the other, and they'll look after you. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, well, we've talked about it enough, but they're great. And he also drinks coffees with Hawaii, great tasting stuff, beautiful, and it makes him go a little bit crazy, but it's all good. Uh, more companies about renting race wheels. He's got race wheels. So this, this is where the websites of the week start. Okay. He's got racewheelsuk.com okay, for, for the UK listeners, um, where you can go and hire race wheels if you if you can't afford to get any, you're not racing enough, you know, you're only doing one or two a year, you can go on here. I reckon this is a great idea because I'm a tight ass and I hate spending two or three thousand bucks on race wheels. Yep. Especially in Ironman because you're, mm. you're going to race two or three races a year. Mm. And for me, I never really saw the point of spending that much money just for two or three races. And, you know, I'm not going to use them in training. So mm. it's really cool. And then we're going to have one. So that's racewheelsuk.com. And, and then you've got racewheels. Racedaywheels. Racedaywheels.com. So... Really, if you haven't got any race wheels, they do make a good distance uh, difference on the day. Especially the faster you get, the bigger the difference they make. Um, if you're, you know, if you're a back of the pack sort of athlete, they're not going to make as much difference, um, but definitely worth looking into. I'm curious how much they charge. 
Well, maybe we should have done our piece. Yeah, you keep uh, talking. Okay, so that's his first two websites. And his next website, this is for the real techno geeks um, who are really into their biking or for guys that are maybe a bit newer to the sport and they want to learn a bit more about bike terminology. So the website is sheldonbrown.com. I think I've got this one here somewhere. And no, I haven't. haven't. And uh, so, so pull that one up, Bevan. Okay. And just have a look at your your first impression when you see Sheldon. Okay, wait a second. Page. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm getting pretty excited, John. Well, he's a good-looking character. He's good he looks. He looks like a blue and what's it's, called? It's Irish guys. No, you know the the that Irish dancers sort of thing. Uh, Doing a jig. Yes. Yeah, he's an interesting-looking fella. Um, He's got a big fluffy beard and he's got something on the top of his helmet. It's like an eagle. Yeah. But really, this is for bike geeks, but it's also got a lot of information for, for newbies. So It ain't the prettiest website, but if you want great information, it's, it knows it. A lot of stuff he does is like gear ratios. So you can go on there and you can start playing around with your gear ratios. You know, if you're looking to get a new cassette and you want to sort of figure out which, which the best option is, you can plug this in here. But probably the big thing that he does on his website, it takes into account crank lengths, and that's what a lot of the other gear ratio sort of calculators don't do, is um, don't put in the crank lengths, and that can change things by, I believe, sort of up to 5%. So get on here, sheldonbrown.com, um, and then you can look on under gear ratios. It's also got a lot of information on beginners, and, and it's basically got a that beard that he's that's got. That. He dyes his beard. That is gold. <laughs> you love it, don't you, John? I reckon you'll have a beard like this next anyway, week. Anyway, a lot of technical information His son's obviously following in the family tradition. Got the long hair too. Yeah. Uh, and the wife. She's going to know. Anyway, get on there, sheldonbrown.com, gear ratios. I love it how people do this. Stuff. He's not making any money from the website because there's no ads and there's no donation button. There's nothing. It's just someone who loves our sport and wants to give good information to help people out. And, yeah. you know, as much as we're giving his beard a bit of crap, he's, he's, he obviously knows his stuff. And, you know, it's, it's really great when people do stuff like this. There's a lot of technical jargon in here. Yeah. And if you love numbers, you love crunching numbers. You can geek uh, out on this website. You can website. geek out on this website. Okay. Any other websites? Uh, he's got a question here. I can okay. actually read this. Are multi-tools any use? Multi, yeah, are multi-tools any use? People carry around the multi-tool on the bike. However, the two most common problems are puncture, where you need tyre levers, uh, a new tube, a CO2 or pump. Um, the second one he's got is broken chain. Need a chain tool, quick link. Anything else um, you need? Yeah, no. What, what? I think it's a waste of time. Carry you do? The only thing I carry, would I carry occasionally is um, uh, a, a small multi-tool, which has got an Allen key and a screwdriver on it. Um, and bike levers. I mean, if you break your, ch- I mean, how many times do you break your chain? Have you ever broken your chain? Yeah, I have. Remember? Oh, um, I had to hit home. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, that's happened once. You left me out there. Remember? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I did. It's happened <laughs> once, and, and how many? Yeah, you've been doing a triathlon for twice. Five, actually, twice. Yeah, just poor preparation. <laughs> I've been riding. It's got some hard. These quads, mate. You see these quads? Remember when I used to ride up those hills? Uh, <laughs> I've been riding for. Uh, 17 years, never broken a chain. Yeah, remember, next week. we broke and you left me and we were doing out and you were like, oh, you'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> my phone broke and I was stuck in the middle of nowhere and I was hitchhiking trying to get home. Like 50 cars drove past me and luckily this hippie picked me up. Mm. Yeah. Poor preparation. <laughs> <laughs> Should have had somebody on mate, eh? Um, you'll be right, mate. <laughs> See you. Did the same thing in Queenstown as well. <laughs> yeah, you did too. You'll be right. See you. <laughs> Here's a tire. Yeah, I'm with it. Oh, anyway, um, I do think if you're going to do a race, you may not need a big, big multi tool, but you may want to have a couple Allen keys because, like, for example, oh, yeah. if your bars you know come loose or anything like that, and these things do happen, so something like that definitely. That's the thing I'd carry an Allen key, a screwdriver, chain breaker. Some multi tools actually have the chain thing in them, they do, they're pretty clunky. Yeah. Perhaps, um, it's yeah. A, yeah. It's, a, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because sometimes in a race, things are going to happen that are out of control. Okay. Okay. Um, should I put music on? Yeah. Okay. Oh, jeepers, I need to. Jeepers, yeah. creepers.
John's rant of the week. It didn't come out last week. Well, you, you talked it up last week, and I was getting all excited. And then you left. I thought, what happened to the rant? God, it was a long show last week. Yeah, well, this week isn't this week, is it? <laughs> Struggle this That's week. why we're talking about the rant so right now. So my rant is... Um, okay, so what happened, John? Just paint a picture. Well, I do a Tuesday group ride. Okay, it's um, called Long Bays, and we ride from Princess Margaret. You go around the back of the bays, and it's pretty right. 75k. It can be a little bit aggressive, but they piss around for the first hour. Yeah, first hour's on the flat. You ride as a group. Once you hit the hills, game it's on. game on, which is fine. I might do it, actually, because I used to dominate that ride. Mm. Nowadays, I don't know if I would. Yeah, it wasn't that strong today. Okay, anyway, but last week, so riding along, you're going into fairly quiet roads. Yep. It's through the harbours. not that many cars, so it's okay to sort of not be hugging the, the left-hand side Sometimes of the road. you spread out. Sometimes you spread you know, out. No one's on the road. But you're going along in a group. You get some cars coming out behind you. Yeah. What you do is you, you, yeah, you do your best. yell out car or truck, whatever. Yep. And what, what, what are you supposed to do when that happens? Well, John, I normally pull to the left because we're yeah. on the left-hand side of New Zealand. Pull to the left and wave the car through. That's right. Yeah. There's some dipsticks out there. <laughs> but they just stay in the middle of the bloody road. This car's coming up your ass, and they those people give us a bad name as cyclists. They do, John. They do. And I'm not happy about it. Did you say something to them? I did. Oh, sure. Go on. That's what I do. Well, I just said to him, hey, mate. Get over the left. He did it through it too. I gave him the benefit of the was doubt. Was he a new cyclist? Was he dumb? No, he was. He was dominating. Like he was oh. in front, so I felt a bit of a dick doing it. Because if you're in the dominant position, yeah. it's a lot easier. You're the leader. To, you're the leader. To say, hey, pull your head in. Yep. But I wasn't. I was getting a little bit caned. But I was close enough to him that I said, pull left. You. I didn't actually abuse him. But Next I'm time I do you do. Okay, I'll try. Yeah. yeah. So it's a weak rant, but. It, Pisses me off when people don't pull to the left. Because the thing is, cyclists do get a bad name for road hogging. And we're talking triathlete cyclists. We're using the term cyclists. Well, well, that's a general cycle mm. ride, isn't it? But and so sometimes we do get a bad name, and sometimes you know there are idiot drivers, and you know the driver who tries to teach you a lesson by driving close to you, or mm. they just need to grow up, you know, because you're dealing with people's lives, and that's just stupid. But sometimes we don't do ourselves a favour, and in times like that, and the driver behind that guy's going to get frustrated, and he's got to become the driver that next time tries to get close, and you know. We're dealing with people's lives here, and you don't want somebody to really die. So the moral of the story is: if you're a senior athlete and you're sort of you're leading a group, give people a really hard time if they ride in the middle of the road because they usually respect you know the leader of the yeah. group and uh, and also maybe just hold the hold hand them. of the newer riders. You know, people not, ride. not literally, but oh well, okay. <laughs> uh, no, but if you got a new, if you notice there's a newer rider in your group and. You know, when you go along to pack riding at first, you're totally lost. You don't know which mm. way to turn. You don't know which way to rotate. You're kind of, it's all, but it's actually quite scary. Mm. And so if you're an older rider, just, you know, give a bit of advice. Hey, look, this is what you got to do, mate. Do it in a way that's friendly. It's good for the community, John. That's right. You know, because when they become a superstar and you're old, yeah. they'll remember you. They will. Okay, that guy's a nice guy. Yeah. There's a weak rant, but we're filling in gaps here. Because have, you got, have you got any other rants? Um, Anything else frustrating you in life? Well, there was something that frustrated me this morning. Go on, John. It didn't really frustrate me, but it's, it's, it was freezing cold this morning when we started the ride. It was because it was misty and crushing. This is actually Coach's Corner tied in. Okay, um, great. When you go out riding, if it's less than, say, about 13 degrees... Okay, it's getting a bit cold. Wear knee warmers. You screw your knees up if you go out there in just shorts. Uh, you really screw your knees up. And I was actually riding next to a New Zealand cyclist, and he, he was actually brought it up first. He said, I can't believe these people are not... Some of these people haven't got uh, knee, knee warmers, warmers on. on. Really screws up your knees. So anything below about 13 degrees centigrade, you're not wearing knee warmers. You're doing yourself a disfavour. That wasn't really a rant, but that was more of a curing rant, wasn't it? Because you sounded a bit careful then. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was worrying about people's needs. Yeah, that's good. Because you want everyone to be an athlete forever, don't you? We do. Let's love your work. Okay, anything else to rant about? No. You've been watching Close Up last night? No. The Colts? Oh, okay. We won't go into that. <laughs> Okay. Oh no, here's a rant then. So okay. a guy, that's not my rant, but a, a guy's got his own speed camera in his house. He takes it to the cops, and so this guy in New Zealand has set up a speed camera for people driving past his house. Yeah. And he takes it to the cops, and the cops prosecute them. Do you think you should be allowed to do that? Well, I'm tempted to do it outside my place. Oh, here we go. <laughs> because we get some bloody idiots coming down our hill, and it is a bit concerning. So. Citizen police, John. Citizen's arrest. Yeah. Citizen's arrest. You one day for not wearing your helmet. <laughs> no, you just gave me a disappointed, disappointed father look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's uh, John's rant of the week. Questions and answers. Okay, let's go to the page here. So we've got questions and answers. The first one comes from Desiree Crow. 
at Ironman East France, we had to leave our bikes outside for the night without any covers on them. The majority of the people went and stripped their bikes, e.g. took off their bike monitors, their aero bottles, even the padding on the aero bars. Apparently, people steal what they've forgotten for their race. Uh, it was such a sleep that the next morning to go have to put it all on again before the race. Was this necessary? Have people really had things nicked off their bikes or was it just paranoia? You replied to me, I think you said like Macca's had his bike stolen. Yeah, a few years ago, was in Montreal. Yeah, I, think it, I think it might have even happened twice that I'm in UK where bikes were actually stolen. But you got to wonder if that was athletes or people actually somehow breaking in there and getting the bikes. I suppose because um, they don't really monitor if it's your bike when you go in and out. You don't get a tag saying, here's your bike tag. supposed to. They, they do it. I'm in New Zealand. Do they? Yeah, yeah. When you leave, they, you've got to show them your number and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, it's a hard one. You better do oh, it. Oh, okay, you're probably right, yeah. Um, I am right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, yeah I mean, I, I don't take all that stuff off my bike. Um, yeah. Worry, a bit worrying. I mean, well, I know the ones I've been at, they've always had security guards at night time around yeah. the area. So yeah. you've got to be pretty unlucky, I think. I think so. What do you think? So do you, you leave I, I stuff would, on? I wouldn't bother. But, I mean, if, if the weather was going to be crappy, I'd be taking my aerobar pads and everything off like that. Um, yeah. Although, on route, they had the covers that they gave you. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, then. Um, good old Julie Hamilton. Love the show and listen to it from the start. We're going to call her, an, her what we call them, origin listener. Original, yeah, yeah, okay. You guys let me get me through my wind trainer sessions, and I love hearing the Kiwi accent. I'm also a follow Kiwi, however, I've learned Aussie now. I have a couple questions for John. I want I qualified for Kona and Taupo this year, and I've heard lots about the wind on the bike. Do you have any tips? Yes, good. If it's windy, ride in the wind and you're training. I know it's only about four or five weeks away, but um, this time of year, especially in New Zealand and Australia, it is pretty windy. So well, when we were in Australia, it was bloody windy. Yeah. Yep, it's close down Melbourne. So, ride in the wind. Yep. Um, have a good think about your wheel selection for race day. Yeah, so, okay, what do we think? If it's a windy day, what are you thinking? Well, the smaller you are, um, the, the, the less deep you want to have your rim. Um, and even if you're a big guy, you still don't want to be having a big... Okay, but let's, let's think about this. Most people are going to go to over to Kona and they may have the wheels they got on their bike and a race wheel. And whatever dish they've got, you know, however deep it is, that's pretty much what they're going to have. Mm-hmm. So let's say you've got a deep dish. On race day and it's really windy, do you just go back to your training wheels? Like, what do you well, do? The front wheel is probably where you're going you're gonna to lose control. So if on the back, you, you, you've got more safety. It's the front wheel that you probably should be more concerned about. So would you maybe, if it's a really windy day, maybe keep the deep dish on the back and use your training wheel on the front? If it was a good training wheel, if it had a good tyre on it, I'd consider that. So if I was going to Kona, maybe the advice would be is to maybe have your training wheels as a really maybe borrow someone else's race wheels that are a bit more a bit of variety than your your race wheels because yep. you know most people aren't going to go to Kona with seven sets of wheels are they probably not no, no. no. probably go with two so. yeah. uh, tip number two when you're over there racing try to stay on your aero bars as much as you can um, what about when it's crosswind so you, I'm coming to that oh, I'm nice. coming to that sorry, sorry. Um, what you've got to be careful is over, over gearing in the wind. Um, very, very easy to do over there is start to crunch big, big gears. So make sure you use your gears effectively and uh, and, uh, and keep your cadence up. Um, what am I saying here? The main part of the course is to be careful. Oh, the yeah, main part of the course, <coughs> when, when you basically go along the Queen K and then you sort of hang a left and you go out to Harvey and that's where the winds really start to pick, out, pick up. So what you've got to be really careful of is... Um, when you're going through there, you get some some dips where there's uh, there's no protection from the hills on the side, and that really comes at you quite quickly and can blow you into the middle of the road. Yep. So get out there and, and try to train on the course um, for race day and be aware of when that's coming up. And at those points, if it's really windy, that's when you may want to get off your aero bars and just hold on a little bit tight so you don't get blown off. Okay, so, so on the flats for that, yeah. and on the Queen K, you're pretty much on your aero bars um, the whole time. Okay, and then you're saying accept the wind. It is. It's going to be. It's going to be windy. Even if it's not windy in Kona, it's still windy relative yeah. to most other races. And you've got to crosswind pretty much most of the ride, haven't you? Yeah. And yeah. just accept it. Just chill out. Just enjoy it. It's the same for everybody. It's the same for everyone. That's a big thing. Not the fastest swimmer on the planet, but I'm looking to do around one fifteen in Kona. Where do you suggest I start in the field? It's the same as most Ironmans. Um, if you're a little bit slower, you want to start a little bit away from what the fastest route is going to be. What's the average swim time in an Ironman? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like for you, you you're low 50s, I'm low-ish 50s. You know, like we start towards the start. What's the average, you know, if you were going to average swim finish time, what would it be? It would be, I'd say about 65 to 70, I would have yeah, thought. Yeah, same. Um, yep. So in Kona, 115 is going to be a quite, a long, quite a yep. long way back. So 
I would suggest you start well back and probably to the left. Okay, great. Especially because I've been mainly good swimmers. Just thought you'd like to know that Andrew Robinson, who yep. used to go to Monday night running sessions in Christchurch, now lives in Perth, has had their first child. Lance. A boy named Lance. It's Andrew Robinson's mother is my godmother. Oh, it's so it's like Small world. Okay, Kit uh, Gillibrand has sent through this email. Recently got back from Holland and Croatia. My girlfriend actually went to Croatia a couple of years ago and she said it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. It's supposed to be nice. Yeah, it's meant to be amazing. When my girlfriend and I hired some bikes to get around the small islands we were staying on, it turned out that the island was pretty hilly and since my the girlfriend doesn't do a lot of cycling, we ended up spending quite a lot of time going up hills. Clearly in this situation, you can't just smash your girlfriend. So, <laughs> you can. You can. so I ended up doing lots of high cadence spin-ups and things like behind her that you couldn't see. Uh, it got me thinking about how the best to use this opportunity to train when you might not plan for it. For example, I have a 30-minute commute through London to get to work each day. Obviously, with traffic and limited time, you can get really massively me- you can't get massively meaningful training in. But I started doing little bits of technique riding on some of that time, uh, and then I run the commute. Uh, do you and Johns have any other tips for good times to focus on drill or other things like that? Uh, just couple of things really when you're on your bike if it's feasible doing some sprints um, out of lights so basically going from a standing start um, and absolutely drilling it for for about 30 seconds and having it being in a big gear um, I, I give people that in training um, generally do like a, a one minute sprint and probably have about say three to four minutes recovery in between do you know what breaks your heart what? As if you miss the next set of lights as well, eh? So, <laughs> go down like Borom Street and you miss every set of light. That, that could be something to try, and you may just want to change that around a bit. Like Bevan said, if you've got lots of set of lights, and if you can try to get into the groove with the traffic, if you can get maybe three, you know, sprint out, do a couple of sets um, of lights going really hard, and then ease off, and then you've got your next stop. But doing it from a standing start is a really good power exercise. Um, and also, perhaps doing some big gear on the way to. To work, you know, doing some maybe some big gear, small gear stuff, so maybe doing three to five minutes um, in a really big gear with your cadence at around about 65, and then um, doing three to five minutes. What about things like single leg drills and stuff like that? Yeah, in some situations that would be good. Probably not that safe. Riding, riding through yeah. London, um, I'd be a bit bit wary of that. Um, I tend to most just get people doing single leg stuff on the indoor trainer. Okay, great. When you're running, when you're commuting, um, I mean, you've got a lot more options there. Um, but I think rather than just doing a, a run commute where you're running steady, um, if you always want to just get a little bit of benefit out of the run, include some strides in there, which is like 20, 20 seconds of um, fast running with perfect running technique and just spread them through the, the run and you'll get a little bit more benefit out of that run. And um, or maybe stopping and doing some drills in a park en route. And good old Kit was saying he's just joined up Athlinks and he's absolutely loving it. Nice. So, beautiful. Let's just pause and we'll see what we're up to with time. I know we're doing we're sweet. Sweet. Do you still want me to pause? Or was, was this an excuse? Uh, okay. Sponsors. But we've got something for sponsors. Oh, yes. John's sponsors. It doesn't happen often, John, because you're a busy man and you're a popular coach around the world. Well, I would say one of your world's best coaches. <laughs> because I've, I've referred a whole bunch of people off to the people. Oh. And then I've got, I usually have a fairly long waiting list for, for coaching, and then I've referred them all off to Gordo. No, your list has died. My list has died. And I've got a couple of people who are doing different things next year. So I've got two spaces opening up for coaching for next season. Okay, so if you want to do a coach, and I can speak as as an athlete of John's, am I still on your website? You are? Yeah. You can go and read Bevan's testimony. I I wrote a good testimony, didn't I? He's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. He understands the athlete. Obviously, you guys have heard him talk about sport. He loves the sport. So if you need a good coach, get on to John. Athlinks.com. Go on, John. Okay, so we had a couple of emails this week from um, regarding our sponsors, James Botel. Now, James Botel was the, the, wasn't he the Tentric? Mr. Tentric. Okay. Um, you guys have got great sponsors um, in Tribe's Coffees of Y, etc. Uh, he also said signed up with Athlink's account, yep. um, put in his gear, personal stuff into one account, and then accidentally put his results into another nightmare. Quick call answered immediately by a person, not a voicemail no, system and all sorted in under two minutes great, great experience, experience. Athlinks is definitely my place for endurance networking nice the palm and the big apple James we're actually going to get them on the show over the next few weeks aren't we yep have a discussion about what they're doing and where they're going with it all and it's all good stuff so any issues with Athlinks just as you said just pop them an email or um, give them a call but it's pretty straightforward if your race result is not up there you just um, fill in a little form and, and put a link through that website and they'll get it up there pretty quickly and then you claim that result and it's helping the IM Talk community. Go on there, join our group. 
the Pom and the Big Apple, James. Mm-hmm. Coffees of Hawaii, John. And I, we, we mentioned on the show last week that we're going to do a long ride coffee break together. It was going to run, wasn't it? Oh, was, we're going to do a run. I thought we were going to do a ride. We're going to do a bike. Oh, ride run. We're going to do a swim bike run. Um, I am talking mini try and Kona. You've got to be wary that people are going to be racing <laughs> a couple of days. Yeah, but let's have a race in this one. <laughs> if you win, you're like a legend. <laughs> um, so, so, and people are pretty excited because we've had some emails through from people saying we're pretty excited. Yeah. And uh, that's good because if you want to try some coffees of Hawaii, Kona is the place to be come October. It is. And so... If you want to get onto Coffee Surf Hawaii, put in the code IMTALK, you get a 20% discount. When you go to check out, there'll be a, a code area. And it's all good. And also, we're going to be doing interviews on the boat. Now, I need to arrange that mic, don't I? You do. That's my job. Yeah, I need to remember that. You've got a few jobs. Well, I'm going to put on my to-do list. You talk. And what else is great about Coffee Surf Hawaii, John? At Albanada. You can get recurring orders. So if you like, if you, if you know how much coffee you go through. I reckon that's there. great. I actually do think that's great because things Hang like on. coffee, it's one of those things that if you like a luxury item like a good coffee... When it runs out and you've got to go down to the bloody shop and get some bushels, it breaks your heart. You know what I mean? <laughs> bushels. Well, that's what happens, you see. Yeah. And so as you get your recurring order, it may take you a couple of times to figure out how often it you know, takes you to get through the package. But, you know, it just, it just works. Okay. Okay, what are you doing? I'm, I'm just putting on my to-do list. Trybuys.com. Trybuys.com. Now, here we go. We've got a website through from John. Oh, not a website. An email through from John Fitzgerald. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just wanted to thank you for your involvement with tribe or athletes and tribes. I, I used to go on the wetsuit. I won a wetsuit on the athletes competition a few weeks back. Go back. It turned out that tribes didn't have the wetsuit of my size, so they kindly gave me a store credit of five hundred and fifty dollars US. I was like a kid in a candy shop. Kenny from Tribos was super helpful. My box full of goodies arrived yesterday. It covered the whole bed when I unpacked it. So next time you're in the Gold Coast, keep an eye out for that. Triathlete in the bling. That will be me. I'll be over in the Gold Coast next week. Oh, you might see him in the bling. That's right. I'm there next week as well. Are you? Yeah, but I'm later next week. Missing big race. So try guys, we've had lots of emails like this. Um, They look after their customers. If you've got any questions about shipping, because obviously a lot of you guys are not in the States, if you've got any questions about shipping, tax, anything like that, just ask them. If you're not quite sure if you want to get a TT bike or a road bike or a sort of a combo, just pop them in and they'll be able to help you out with bike selection. And again, customer service is absolutely mm. awesome. So, sponsors are? Coffeesofhawaii.com Get on the race in Kona. The, the Iron Talk Triathlon. Athlinks.com Maybe what we could do is we could do swim, bike, coffee mm. and it's triathlon. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want, I want to run. Oh, I mean, run, bike, bike, run, coffee. What about swim? I want to swim. Oh, well, well, John, you've been difficult, <laughs> aren't you? Why don't you have three coffees and call it a tri-coffee? Yeah? We could. Yeah. But no, but I want to have a get together with the crew. Stop being social, John. Right. Stop being difficult. Okay. I know you're doing it deliberately. Okay. Okay, what else? Who else is there? Trimise.com. Oh, just amazing service, John. And lastly? Athlinks.com. Just amazing service again. Right. We've also got bike jerseys on sale at the moment. Go to www.imtalk.me. And it's your way of supporting the show. They're bloody good jerseys. We've got a winter weight jersey, which is a good, thick one. We'll it's about supporting the show, John. It's fashion. It is fashion. Uh, we, we don't make any money off these. We, just we do make bugger all money out of these. So, <laughs> so it's just get on there. helps get the IM Talk name out there. Plus you get top quality fashion. The winter one is great. We had the made for Epic Camp in Italy and uh, nice and cosy. If you want to get your photo on the website, like Nick Kensington has this week because he's age group of the week. Yeah. <clears throat> get your IM Talk jersey. Send me a photo. I always check those people on the website. I do. It's good. Other bit quick name, other quick news. Um, Art of Try, if you go to artoftry.com, they've got a two for one deal on oh, there that's right good. now. Didn't so, need a code? No, no code. I just go to artoftry.com, two for one on everything, so you get two hoodies for the price of one. Really? That's, that's a no brainer, John. It is. That's great. Okay, nicknames we have James Picker, and he donated to the show. And John, I know you just sent he sends me a list of things to do. You obviously get, you get sick well, of it, and you're like, you can do this, Kevin. Well, you get him to go at me for having a crappy. Hot topic of the week, so I thought you can do a little bit of work. Yeah. Who does the emails? Eh? So, <laughs> That's the biggest work. Oh. <laughs> James, okay. the Admiral Picker. Nice. And James gets a nickname because he donated to the show. <clears throat> if anybody wants to donate to the show, go to imtalk.me. And if you do that before we go to Kona, you're still in the draw for the prize pack, which John hasn't organised yet. It will be good. <laughs> You've got to get a wetsuit at least. Well, you say that every week, but you've got to say it dismissively, and I, and I feel, well, I just feel maybe maybe you're not going to deliver it. You're going to turn up, and you're going to say, I've got some socks. You know what I think? <laughs> just get over it. I'll get a good price back. Okay, you better. We might be able to get some try, out of try tops. I'll do that. Okay. A wetsuit? 
and do wetsuits. No, 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 Bruce Simony. Oh, I'll talk to them about What about a party? What about a bite? <clears throat> no? <laughs> Good old Thomas Peoples, John. Thomas John Newsome people. <laughs> <laughs> what did I give him? I him, didn't I? I promised him I would. I have to, okay, Thomas people, I'll do. I'll put him on the list now. You talk, John. Why are we sending the loves to Thomas people? Because he got down on his knee. And he, <laughs> and he proposed to his lovely lady. Doesn't change your nickname. And she hopefully said yes. And she said yes. So Mr. Thomas Peoples is going to have another Peoples in the world. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Thomas Peoples. And they're going to have young Peoples. First name John, second name William, <laughs> third name Newsom, Peoples. Yeah, I wish I had the camera then. <laughs> um, so congratulations to Mr. Peoples because that's a good name actually, Mr. Peoples, isn't it? It's like Mr. Men, you know, Mr. Smiley, Mr. Mr. Peoples. Congratulations and uh, that, yeah, happy happy engagement. Great. How, how did you do yours? Venice on a gondola, oh, bottle right. of New Zealand wine. You did it well actually, I didn't expect you Jeez. to do it that well. Because you're, you're not romantic at all, are you? <sighs> Of course I am. That's my wife. I'm most romantic I man. Uh, you know I did for Joe. You know I did that. The relationship's going oh, to you, the next you level. Are you engaged now? Yeah. No. <laughs> She's going to get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, you know what I did? What? Double toothbrush at her house. So I went around to her house last night because I stayed there a little bit now. I stayed there quite a bit of time actually because in my house I have flatmates mm-hmm. and in her house she lives by herself and so, you know, when, when I don't have Tyro, I tend to stay at her house and turned up, bought... Two toothpaste, two toothbrushes for both of us. Is that the next level, John? No, that's just sad. No, John, that's that's the next level. It's good, good oral hygiene. I'll give you that. No, good no. oral hygiene. No, what did you do before that? Did you use her toothbrush? No, she had actually had this old one that I was using. Right. What well, wasn't an old <laughs> that's one? Not good that was the ex's one I was using. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John, what have you been up to? What was I meant to do there? Oh, nickname for Thomas people. Okay. So we've got a no, John Newsom sucks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, next week I have a new man for you, Mr. People. What's been happening? What's been happening, Bevan? Well, John, I, I didn't tell you I got drunk in Australia. Well, that's very exciting. Well, John, I gave up drinking when I was 20. Yes. And in the last 12 years of my life, I've had probably two glasses of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I once had a nip in Zambuca, which is terrible. Yeah. And, yeah, Why? And, well, it, it was a stupid deal yeah. I had to do. And then one time I had a beer just to prove that I really hate the taste of beer. <laughs> Which proved it, because beer tastes like crap. Anyway. Quiet taste. And so we're in Handelhof, which is just outside Adelaide. It's a beautiful kind of German, kind of like Ekeroa. Yeah. And we're in there, and we had a few hours to kill, so and it's awesome wineries around Adelaide, apparently. Mm-hmm. You'd know that, because you're a wine connoisseur. Yeah. And we and Joe said, why don't we do some wine tasting? Yeah. So I went along and did the wine tasting. Took to the next level. Two hours, we were probably at two and a half hours of wine tasting. I probably consumed maybe two glasses of wine. Yeah. And I was anyone's. It's funny when you get drunk. You would be a horrible drunk. I <laughs> Why? <laughs> You'd just be too extrovert. You'd take it to a whole new level. I have to admit, when I used to drink, I definitely liked the attention. Yeah. I have to admit that. But but I wasn't drunk drunk, but I was definitely getting that body feeling you get. Okay. You know what I mean? Because we went down to the shop to get some munchy food, because that's what you do when you're drunk as well. Mm-hmm. And I jumped out of the car and I thought, whoa. whoa. And then my head was started you driving. No, well, I was meant to be driving. I said to yeah. Joe, look, I can't drive because yeah. it wasn't safe. So yeah. probably won't be doing it again for another 25 years, but it was... You didn't like the taste? No, why? that's the thing. Like, I don't get wine. Like, I don't get... When I used to drink, I drink beer, and after a while, you, you acquire the taste. So you, you start to like beer. And When I first drank beer, I never liked it. And I, maybe if you had those sugar drinks nowadays or some spirits with Coke, you know, you could make it yeah. work. Whereas if I were to drink wine, it's just, it's just all... It's like... It's like it's a chemical that's gross in your body. Tell me about it, John. It's good for you. You like your wine? I drink anything. What co- <laughs> I, I don't drink spirits. <laughs> what kind of wine do you like? Uh, you a Pinot Pien- Gris or a Riesling is my character. And you like a wine every night, don't you? No, I don't have wine every night. Uh. The moment I seem to be having a little more than normal. Really? <laughs> yeah. How many glasses does it take you to drink? Literally always says when... We have another baby. Well, we, no, when we oh, have, have a third. We're not having a third. You sure? Whenever we have we had a baby, which only happened twice, I seem to really increase my alcoholic intake. My question, John, is are you going to get snip? Let's just carry on with the show. No, but because... It's been a shocking show. It's been bad performance today. I'm not happy with that performance. No, but John, I've got a question for you. If you're going to get the snip and Belinda said to you, can I watch the operation, would you need to watch it? <laughs> no, it was just a friend of mine getting a snip and his partner wants her to watch it. And I was like, really? You want to watch? She was like, yeah. I don't think she'd want to, but... Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, yeah, they they have gossip? No, no, the gossip. To, wait a second, you're off to Australia. Off to Australia, watch the world chance, get the good times if anybody's oh, over there. Come Who, who's going to win? Oh, it's, a no-brainer. it's practically a no-brainer. Um, Moffat will win the girls and Brownlee will win the guys. Should be why, why is it a no-brainer? Well, they're just dominant. So, I mean, something would have to go wrong. But why is Brownlee so dominant all of a sudden? Oh, he's just... Out of nowhere, because last year you weren't talking to Brownlee. Yeah, he was, no. He's been a good junior. He's been a world champion junior. And he's is he really been, young, is he? Yeah, he's only like 21, I think. Oh, really? So, I can't see anybody beating him. So, so is this guy going to be the Michael Jordan of our sport? No. Uh, I think he'll be dominant for the next few years, and then you never know. I mean, it happens a lot in triathlon. You see Gomez, he was dominant for about so three he's now, years. He's no yeah, longer... He, no, Gomez is right up there, but everybody he's, seems to have either caught, caught up or he's slowed down, and he now gets you know, second, third, fourth. He's, he's still right up there. And then you saw the same thing with Lessing. He was dominant for a very long period. But then he got to a point, and he just came back down to everybody's level. So. What about Bevan? How's he going? Yeah, there's probably 10 guys in the running for, for a medal, so, and that'll include our two Kiwi guys. Do you love it? Do you, when you go there, do you just, like, are you in your element? It depends how well they do the race. Oh, really? So yeah. it's all about the race on the yeah. day. You don't love the experience of being there? Oh, and... it's, it's good, but, you know, they can, they can make a complete balls up of it if they don't get the atmosphere right, and then it's just, it's still good, but it's like any, like any, tri- any Ironman race. Or I'll any... be curious to think, is this the World Champs this weekend? Yeah. So this is the big event for ITU? Yep. Okay, so great. So I'll be curious to see what you think about, because, you know, you're experiencing the bigger world events as mm. a spectator mm. both this year. It'll be interesting to see if, what you think the Kona experience will be like in comparison yeah. to ITU experience. Yeah. yeah, because... And it will be similar because they'll have the age group racing at Worlds this weekend as well. Yeah, and you've also got the best fields. So, yeah. you know, it's not like second-tier racing or anything no. like that. Oh, and then great. on the girls' side of things, Emma Moffat should dominate. Again, should be really... What, what's happened to Sosal? She's had a hip operation. Oh, uh, so she's not even racing. No, she raced early in the season. It's interesting in Australia, I was here a couple of weeks ago with all the advertising and stuff, and she does get a lot of advertising. Mm. You know, like you go to a sports store and you often see her, or even the cosmetic stores and stuff, you'll see Emma. Mm. It's no soul. Yeah, yeah, you see her face out there. So she's obviously pretty high profile in Australia. Nice. Okay, anything else? That's it. Okay. Iron right. Rust. I mean, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Do you want a glass of wine? I've got some great. Yes. <laughs> here we go. <laughs>